Coffee with Humans is live, candid conversations between strangers who become friends. Made possible with your support. Subscribe, share, and comment on your favorite platform. Get Coffee with Humans mugs and more. Links are at coffeewithhumans.com. Thanks for joining me. Well, you've done it again. We're here live with Coffee with Humans and my new friend, Stephen. Welcome to Coffee with Humans. Thanks. Great. Great to be here. So we know each other just a tiny bit. Most of my guests, I just meet raw right when they come into this, you know, back uh, backstage thing. And we, you know, we have a couple tech checks and whatnot. Uh, but yeah. we met just a couple months ago uh, when I was on your podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was that was a fun time. It was probably one of the most relaxed podcasts we've had because, you know, that's the, that is the essence of Jason Todd. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what they're going to put on my epitaph. <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's just, At least just, he was relaxed. <laughs> he was he was chilled. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> I, I suppose uh, I suppose if I could have something, I will take that. <laughs> no, no, well, well, so I'm curious what. Uh, you're you're now on this on this video cast, which takes a bit of courage to come live. Uh, why why'd you click the button to have coffee with me? Well, see, here's the thing. So um, your caricature that you have cartoon wise looks like such a cool guy with such a perfectly round head. <laughs> I'm just see when I when I was in high school. They shaved, you know, and I, I'm from Chicago, so uh, they still allow this to happen in high school. They they would shave your head bald uh, as an initiation into varsity football. Uh, and so it's it's probably illegal in many. It was probably illegal then, but, you know, it was just part of one of the initiation things. And because, uh, you know, they respected me. I was an athlete. They knew me. They didn't make me do it. But I felt like for solidarity purposes, I had to get it done. And I had the most awkward shaped head. In my, I mean, I have this, I look like an alien under this hair. I mean, I hope I never <laughs> lose my hair, but you have like this perfectly shaped, you know, I mean, it's done right. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. So, you know, I said, that seems like a cool guy to have coffee with. Well, I will give uh, your regards to my mother and father for creating such a perfectly <laughs> round head. I'm actually afraid to go completely bald because I, I feel like, so I've gained weight over COVID. Uh, so I'm probably 20 pounds heavier than I'm than I reasonably should be, maybe yep. 30 pounds. And yep. now I've got this, you know, kind of a more of a, of a round face. And if I had no hair, I feel like I would lose all definition and I would just be like this plump little <laughs> plump little ball rolling around. And I not I'm not I'm not into that. You know, I made a mistake one time and I, I really feel bad about this. I there, there was a, I had a client who um, I. It's hard not to say his name because his name goes so well with what he's. All right, I'm just going to say it. Hopefully he'll never see this. Um, this is live. Just so you know, I can't retract it. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, Jeff. Um, so his name is Chef Jeff. Right. And, and so he's a he's he's a cook. He's a he runs a catering company and it's just, they do phenomenal work and they have some of the best food. And he his his history is that he comes from uh, a special line of cooks that cook barbecue like nobody's business. So in Minneapolis, you've got uh, the most famous history of barbecue is cooks. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, when you think of famous Dave, he went to he worked at Cook's is where he got his start. Right. So Cook's oh. is his place. So, you know, if you know famous Dave, you know, you, this is this is where the genesis of it was. So and 
I wasn't paying attention. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking I've known, I had known at that point, chef Jeff for probably close to 15 years. So I've known him for a long time. And, um, but over the previous like five or six years, um, he had started going to the gym and he had really, really bulked up. I mean, got really, really fit. Uh, but in my mind, because I've known him for 15 years, I remember him being just a little bit more pleasantly yeah. plumped. Right. And so I had a, I went to fever, had a caricature drawing because I, his reputation is so fun loving. He's so energetic and everything. I said, people are going to love this. So I created a caricature and when I cre- had them create it, I used an old picture and he was, and it was just like, I, I posted online just to get people's opinion and everybody just loved it. That chef, that is so him. They loved it. He hated it. Oh no. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out why I, I it was like, <laughs> you're, you see where this is going, right? Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm like, people will love this. They love your brand. I mean, this will really cement in it. This will be you to the world. <laughs> and he hated it. Tossed the idea about Aww. a year later. About a year later, we're in a conversation about, um, you know, his fitness regime. I said, boy, you, you got to be really tough. And then I looked and noticed, I said, oh, my gosh, he, he's pretty, pretty strong. And I, I realized I had, I had flubbed. So my great genius, which I believe is still a genius idea, was shot down because of my irreverence of his workout. I, I just don't make that mistake again. I'll never make before you create a caricature of somebody. And so I like what you've done. I mean, if you're, if you're used to being about, you know, 30 pounds lighter, I, I, I like what you've done. You've, you, you've left your, your, your previous self in infamy. Yes. Well, I, I, um, I put this, I put this together because I, I had this idea because I, I, I created the caricature thing, not the graphics of it, but I had this idea. It's like trying to brand this, like brand yeah. this thing and make yeah. it and and I was resistant like I cuz yeah. I I don't uh I don't like to it might seem odd but I don't like to put myself out there as me right I, and and I was resistant cuz I was like oh no like I I but I felt like in a talk show type thing you got to put your face out there it makes it more uh you know approachable let's say yeah yeah and and I thought well I'll how about a cartoon Right. A cartoon. And so I, I did like you, you know, I, I went to a couple of places and had, had tweaks done and and iterations and then came across this and thought, is it a perfect representation of me? Eh, No, but it's cute. And, and it's, it's funny because you, I I was always, I was very worried. I was worried about the reaction of it. Right. And, and so I'm, I'm always kind of tickled when people are like, Hey, yeah, that caricature of your face is perfect. Your face. (laughs) It's like, that's perfect. And it's nice now, but here's a question though. Yeah. Have you ever been inspired whenever you looked at someone's website and they had a picture that was more than two decades? (laughs) (laughs) And you know, when you meet them, that is not you anymore. Oh yeah. They they, they have their profile picture. It's like high school prom. I mean, what is that? I I love when people do that though. Sometimes you can see it right away before you know them. Like I've, I've uh, with, like with you, I've seen some people like in, in, you know, in real life. And then I look at their, you know, their LinkedIn photo or whatever. I'm like, that's not the, okay. I get what you're doing, but Mm -hmm. you know, no, no harm, no foul. You can just be whatever age you currently are in my book. Look, uh, but exactly. sometimes you see it in the fa- in the pictures like faded. 
you know, it's just like it's it's visually it's like it was it's like the old furniture that I, you know, had yeah. once found, you know, from Salvation Army. Some it's like it's just a little yeah. bit off. Yeah. You, you, wonder, you, you wonder if you're if, 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 if you're visually impaired or if they're like mentally impaired. I mean, just like how do you still how do you still use that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it says class of 98. <laughs> I, I hope to age gracefully like i it's a it's kind of a goal of mine to just kind of let myself let my whole body just kind of do its thing like i'm losing hair and i got a second like bald spot that started in the back which somehow i'm guessing will connect to the two two in the front and and then what do i do like i don't know i'll i just keep trimming it down and yeah and i've and i've got friends who have gone com- you know, completely bald they just shave their head because there's a little bit left and I've and I've wondered, will that be me? It, will I look weird? You know, and some people are like, I love, you know, bald heads. And then and, and I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not sure that I have the confidence you, you, for that. You, you know, I'm going to I'm going to vote for bald. I'm going to give you permission. Go do it. I'm, I'm a permission giver. I don't know if you guys knew that about me or not, but that's what I do. I, I walk around giving people permission to do stupid stuff that they would never do otherwise. And I'm, I'm just going to let you know, you, you, you are free from this moment oh. on. Well, thank I, you. I, I, I set you free to go by. I, will, if you I want. accept that and pull it through the screen. <laughs> and then I, I'll put it on like I'm, I'm putting on a cloak. I'm putting on the cloak of Stephen's permission. Yeah. There we go. And <laughs> if, if it front. takes you a couple if it takes you a couple of years to, 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 to fill out that cloak and finally go bald, I understand, but there will, there, there, I'm guessing there will be a point in time. Um, but yeah, no, I, my, my granddad went bald perfectly round head. Uh, my other grandfather had an egg shaped head like mine. I look, it's just, it just is what it is. You know? you, you, but you, you, you have the permission mid this, I'm, I mean, alien met predator. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? I did. So I, I, uh, I went through this weird phase. I don't know why we're talking about being bald, but I went through this weird phase and I have got pictures to show it for a couple, several years ago, maybe, maybe now six or seven years ago where I thought with this baldness thing, I thought I would grow it out a little bit and then, and then gel it and like spike it up. Oh man. I yeah. honestly, I've, I would not have given you permission for that. No, thank you. And and somebody <laughs> should have told me like, like friends, family, somebody should have come around and said, Hey, Jace, we love you. But that is really not good. You, you didn't look notice terrible. A big smile. I, I, there's a I, smile. I, it's like, <laughs> you know that. Oh, oh. And, and their eyes, their eyes are moving around. Like, please God, give me something to say. Yeah. <laughs> I know. don't, it, it, it was weird. It legit was a weird look. And uh, I read it because then also I had, I was, there's like nothing back here. I mean, it's like, it's, it's nothing was there. So it's like, yeah, you can't, it's like, you can't see it. You know, I don't know. I'll make, since you're making a rare confession, I'll make a rare confession. Okay. Um, my hair grows out really fast. Therefore, uh, when in the past, last week, I try to color it <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> for a long time, I did not realize how bad it was to have everything you could see colored and everything you can. <laughs> everything you can't not color. I mean, I didn't realize how bad it was. <laughs> 
And like you, nobody told me. <laughs> Why do we do that to each other? Why do we just let somebody like just walk off? And and we're all everybody's looking around going, he's walking off. He's walking off. I don't know. He's walking off. So, so you got a pepper head and you have a <laughs> It's like, why wouldn't somebody tell me? That's terrible. People shouldn't do that to one another. (laughs) It's just like, I mean, I'm sure I was a joke at every every football game. Look at, whoa, that's new. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I people should people should look out for one another. This is part of caring for other people is to just let them know, hey, what you're what you're doing there. I get the experiment, but it's not it's not you're not doing it well. (laughs) Without question. Without question. It's just I'm just disappointed. I I, I really I you know what? I am disappointed with human nature and where we've gone. We have really fallen. I'm just saying. Yes. Well, even if they want to offend me, they could say baseball cap. (laughs) this is something put something on it that thing is ugly (laughs) it looks like anyway sorry Uh, well i tell you what this is uh this i'm going to circle this back to the title of what this chat was about when i asked you what you were thinking about you're thinking about leadership and having conversations between communities and i think this is directly applicable to absolutely to how people communicate with one another, especially mm-hmm. in situations where it where we anticipate this is going to be a weird or awkward conversation that the mm-hmm. other person might not like. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, being from Chicago and you know how Chicago is. Uh, um, it's not very different than many other large cities. And the fact that people are direct about how they feel about you. Hmm. Um, they show you all types of beautiful art as you're driving past them. If you cut them and tra- cut them off in traffic, <laughs> gangs, <laughs> it's just all types of fingers and, you know, all types of things that they just, they just keep throwing up there. And it's just like, I mean, it's, it's, it's stressful because everybody's on top of each other. So it's a little hostile. It's like, especially the inner urban city where I grew up, you know, it's just, it's just tense. It's, there's a little bit of tension. And everybody's, you know, somebody drops their books on a bus, you know, everybody, <laughs> somebody shoot. I mean, I mean, so, so, so we're kind of tense. Yeah. And um, so we don't have time uh, for BS. You know, we, 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 we tell people, if I don't like you, you know, you really get on my nerves or whatever it is. And so there's just a little bit more directness. I moved to Minnesota where things are a little bit more spaced out. Hmm. Um, and uh, they call it here, they call it Minnesota nice. And it's this plastic smile that that people put on this. We we talked about this before, this thin veneer that that people put on. And it's not that they don't like you. It's that if they don't like you, they don't tell you. Mm. So you don't know the difference between those who do and those who don't. Uh, And most people are just pretty much agnostic. They don't care about you. Uh, (laughs) So it's just like, so it's just like there's, and so when you talk about, um, in Chicago, if, 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 if you had two Polishes and you were walking down the street and, I, you know, if you're from Chicago, you love Polish. It's just who you are. It's part of the it's, it's part of something that's in the air. You know, you, you're at a Cubs game or whatever you like. You got two Polishes. If you ask me, do I want one? I say, sure. And I'll start reaching for one. In Minnesota, you're supposed to ask three times. <laughs> Would you like some? 
And the first response is supposed to be, no, 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 that's okay. No, no, really, I, I, I've got two. And then you're supposed to say, are you sure? He said, no, absolutely. Here, take it. I can't eat all of this. And then you're free to take it. Only after the third permission. This is stupid. <laughs> so we talk about community talking to one another. So I came up here as a college kid as the most obnoxious, crazed, rude person. You offered, okay, thank you. <laughs> I believed people when they told me something. But there are social rules and social contracts depending upon the culture that you find yourself in. And that's one thing that, so we all construct. A, a, a social agreement. There's a, there's a social contract or an agreement that we make with one another about how we'll interact with one another. You know, a formal example is the U.S. Constitution, but all of us have informal ones. And depending on where you live, it shifts slightly from place to place. And people that are in rural communities have a certain type of way, a culture in which they interact. People that are in urban, inner urban have a way in which uh, they interact. And so it's just interesting that when we start talking about having conversations with communities, it, it, it you can be having two different conversations if you're two people from two different communities using the same words, the same inflections, and the same voice. And I find that, I guess, just the way life is. <laughs> It is. I, I agree with you. It is the way life is. I experienced that in my own in my own family circles. So my dad is infamous for, you know, be, we'll be sitting down eating food or whatever. And he'll just say, like to my mom, hey, uh, do you, you want a little bit more? And and what he's really trying to say is uh, I'd like more and I'd like to go get some. Is that OK? And and it's like, why? What? Just go. And, and so we always say, Dad, do you want more? He's like, yeah, that'd be good. And <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> why check? I understand. I was I was scheduling. Din I'm glad dinner. you never invited me over. <laughs> I was scheduling dinner with my sister uh, and her family recently. And um, and I and I she's like, hey, can you are you available this weekend? I was like, no, I'm not available. That, you know, and nice. I said, but next weekend I'm good. And she's like, oh, OK. And this is texting back and forth. And she says, what, what day is good for you? I was like, and uh, she's like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I was like, eh, Saturday night or you know, anytime Saturday night or Sunday night. And she's like, okay, how about Sunday night? I was like, yep, sounds good. She's like, what time? Five, five thirty, six, six thirty. And I was like, I just picked, <laughs> I just want to like, pick a time. It's okay. It's very specific. <laughs> it's very you can, specific. You just pick a time. You'll be fine. And <laughs> And I and I grew, I remember growing up that we'd be driving down down the street. My mom and I was uh, by the time I was a little bit older to remember kind of some of these things. My brother and sister were gone, so it's just me and my my parents. And uh, you know, dad be looking at mom. Uh, what what would you like to What would you like for food? I don't know. You you decide. Well, what sounds good to you? I don't know. What do you? And they go back for it, back for it, back for it. Before we chose a place to, before we chose a place to eat, people be heated with one another, going just like just pick a place. And it gets back to this idea: like I don't do that. I can't. Like I, I, I cannot get lost in this minutia of just like what would you like to eat and when would you like to do it and like I, and I'm more like the Chicago kind of person who just be like, okay, I'm gonna pick the place and that's the way it's gonna be. Yeah. Well, do you have enough energy to be that other way? I mean, it, and that's what that's that's the question. I mean, there's so many things, good things, causes, 
children are starving all over the world. Um, there's homelessness as a, as a chronic issue. There's all types of addictions. I mean, there's so much places, good places we can put our energy as human beings. Why do we put it into these meaningless back and forth conversation? And you know, my worst question, the worst question to ask me, do you want that last bite? Because <laughs> that's not really a question. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's really a statement. I want the last bite and I just want to do the polite thing. Of right. asking you if you want. I've tried to give up. I've tried to give up on this whole thing because I spent a long time trying to make sure everybody's happy. And mm. I've realized that that didn't necessarily get me anywhere. Yeah. And, and it aggravated me. And sometimes it aggravates the other person because yeah. just, just do it. And if somebody's not happy, like, like to your point, like, Hey, do you want this? It, you asked me. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Or, or if I say, no, I don't want it. I actually mean, no, I don't want it. No, I don't Do not ask it. me right. again. Right. <laughs> Boy, you would have trouble up here. I'm telling you, you'd be fighting back and forth. It's fun though. I mean, so I think, I think yeah. one of the opportunities, this is my personal opinion. I think one of the opportunities between cultures in, in it kind of these micro microcosms, you know, city to city. And then we've got these macro cultural issues is an idea of just being curious about the other, like, just be curious because I think one of the opportunities of life is to figure out how to work together because if everybody was like people in Chicago, like I, the, I agree with you, the tension is so high when you're driving in Chicago. I'm just like, like, huh, like nobody talked to me. I'm just trying to figure out if I should turn up here or turn over there because if I don't like, I don't know if I'm going to get shot or if like I'm going to get yelled at or people are going to stop the car. What, what happens? I don't know. Mm -hmm. And, and, and if everybody was laid back and, you know, like, I don't know, doing, doing nothing today, neither Golf one is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> neither one's going to put on its own. Oh, I wonder what's happening there. Uh, I've got to get to work. <laughs> You're hunking on right? the horn. They just want to look, Oh, somebody lost, has a flat tire. I mean, that's, that's just the overly laid back version. No. And I, I think it's, I think it's, um, there's so many elements that play a role into this. And I, like you say, I mean, I, I joke about uh, being annoyed by it. I, 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 there are times I do get annoyed uh, by gawkers and other things where I'm trying to get somewhere. I'm too impatient for that. I, I was not blessed with a gift of patience. It's not, it's not in me. I'm, well, don't I'm pray very, for it. Don't, don't no, just don't do that. No, the... I've, I've learned that. I've learned that lesson. <laughs> no, I, 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 I love the quote. Uh, I, I think it was John Maxwell says patience is a virtue, just not one of mine. Um, <laughs> so it's just like, I'm just, no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I, I think patience is something that other people really do really good at. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good with that. But so I do, I do get impatient, but at the same time, um, it is an entertainment. I mean, it, it, it is really, it's like a, if, if there were, if, if you treat life like a human zoo, uh, in which you get to go around and see the different, uh, shades and, and, and experiences and, and treasures. And I've, I've had the privilege of being able uh, to go along uh, around the world. And I, I remember I was, I lived in Costa Rica for about a year and um, I was living in Costa Rica and uh, going to language school. And we had to pick up an article every day uh, and read the article as we were learning Spanish. It was just, Oh, it was painful. Uh, you know, I'm much rather talk to people than, you know, trip over words all day. But one day I picked up an article and I, I never forgot it. It's just, it's just fascinating me. And it says 88% of 
Costa Ricans, they call them ticos, uh, uh, no openly say they discriminate against Nicaraguans. And Nicaraguans make up about 25% of the population in Costa Rica. There, you know, they, a lot of stuff happened in Nicaragua and they, they crossed over and they, they made it all. And, and I met people, good people, good leaders. And they've just got like these nasty stereotypical jokes against Nicaraguans. And it was just, it was unbelievable to me that that was such for such a, Passive is one of the only countries in the world. Very few countries have no standing army. Hmm. Costa Rica is one of the only countries that do. They're, they're, they're pacifists. They're like, we don't fight. We don't fight. And yet they've got this mean streak <laughs> of, of, of aggression. Not all of them, but culturally it was acceptable hmm. to discriminate against Nicaraguans. And, and, and because I'm from the United States and I know as a person of color what it's like to be on the other side of that coin. It was probably disheartening for me. I, it, it really was. And even though I had friends that made jokes about Los Nicas, and it was, that's, they call them Nicas. That's what they call Nicaraguans. And they call Ticos, Los Costa Rica, the Costa Ricans. And so, you know, Ticos and Nicas, it's like this, this thing. And it's like they're, they're, they're the jokes and the, uh, uh, the insults and the subservient treatment and the lower jobs uh, within the country uh, just really, really, really um, consistently, it kind of gripped me a little bit. And I, 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 I got this image of, um, of, of, of the United States because believe it or not, as an American, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the, the color of my skin, the most powerful color in the world is green. Uh, they assume that I have money. I, I don't know where they got that idea, but you know, <laughs> I had them all fooled. Jason, I had them all fooled. <laughs> I made them think I was rich. Uh, <laughs> but you know, but the assumption is if you're coming down there from the United States, I mean, you, you, you've got money. And so I was treated uh, in many cases better than they even treated uh, the co other Costa Ricans there. Uh, but you could tell this hierarchy, this, uh, and I know there was that new book that came out uh, last year. I haven't read it, but uh, called cast uh, and talks about uh, the, the, the people ridicule the caste system in India uh, and, 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 and the Hindu culture, but uh, we've just reconstructed it in a different way based upon capitalism and not place of birth and, and how we, how we, anyway, so I, I, I find that interesting. I think it, this has never been any different throughout thousands of years of recorded history. People always build a system, a hierarchical system of the haves and the have nots and the people who who um, and give you know honor, whether made up honor or actual honor to people who are in charge. That that is exactly what happens. And uh, the people who are in charge historically and, and it recreates itself. I mean, we're no different. I don't know why the U.S. thinks that we are somehow magically different than every other culture that has ever existed yeah. and ever will. Uh, yeah. the, the, the people in authority want to stay in authority. They, yeah. The first I mean, it, I've said this about people with their you know, jobs or whatever. The a lot of why why conversations don't happen and all this other stuff is that the first question when a person 
uh, is presented is uh, with, you know, some change that needs to be made or something like that is how do I keep my job? Mm -hmm. That's like, that's it. it, And even if they're not asking it, if, you know, from their, from their prefrontal cortex, their, you know, their conscious mind, they're asking it subconsciously. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I keep my job. Mm -hmm. That that's, it, it, it takes a rare individual to say, Hey, the thing that I've been in charge of is no longer necessary. Yeah. You know, well, and, 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 you know, I, I hear what you're saying that, that America is no different, but I, I would, I would say that the United States is a little bit worse than historical, uh, hi- historical cultures, because when you look at historical cultures, which have done bloody brutal things to one another, it's always been around these borders and these territories and, and people from this land and that land. And so they're fighting against each other in order to maintain, um, and in America, we're the only one that's done it to ourself. Um, and, and this is this is what I mean. So when 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 the when the 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 British, the French, the Spanish, all those wonderful European countries start make, making their way over here, um, you know, the first thing they did was they demonize uh, the savages, is what uh, even Shakespeare called them, um, called them savages, and 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 wiped out over ninety percent of the native population. Um, they then uh, we're bringing over Africans, but at the original part, they weren't bringing them over to be lifetime slaves. They brought them over as labor and they were actually entitled to the same rights as the poor whites that came over from Europe to be serfs and slaves. And, and so, and, 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 and according to that rule, after seven years, the whole thing on, they believe they were fulfilling the, the, the manifest destiny, what they called it when the children of Israel crossed over and they escaped religious oppression, they, they basically were saying that. And so after seven years, you were set free. And that was true, no matter where you were African or, but in the 1600s, they really began to see that the poor whites and the poor blacks that would get their freedom begin to create these rebellions against the white rich. And they were the minority, this power, class where where they're missed and they weren't called white yet that's a whole nother thing because you were called the origin of your birth and so for the first time uh in world history that we know of in 1691 they called people white like self-proclaimed themselves so the indians called them or the the natives called them pale face uh but they never self-proclaimed themselves as a color uh Going all the way back in history, they called the people from Africa Moors, but the Moors, the, the, the black people didn't call themselves Moors. You know, the, the, no one ever referred to themselves because what they were is always considered normal. They only had labels for other. And for the first time, people self-identified as a label. And he mm. says, no, we are white. We and, and so they created a social power structure in order to stop the poor whites from fighting with the poor blacks and say, no, we'll give you a little bit of power if you'll join with us to keep them in. And that's when slavery became permanent. And that's when it, it became no matter if you were had black skin, you're going to be a slave. And so they created this this hierarchy and, and Irish. Sorry for all the Irish people. They weren't even white yet. They weren't considered white. That's how much the English hated the Irish. <laughs> that they were not originally considered white. And they have a little lighter skin than the British. I'm just saying. 
And then once they got done with that, but five boys were sold down into Mexico to people of browner skin. And that's when the Irish people says, no, we can't allow that. And, and they pulled they pulled them back and said, okay, Irish, you can be white too. And it's like, so you have these things and you have these communities that were, so, so the, before they were naturally constructed border, borders and boundaries, and they were tribes fighting against one another for the first time, he says, no, 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 it's not just tribal because we can't figure that out. It's going to be based upon not the place you're from, but the complexion of your skin. That was a first. And that was the birth of racism. Tribalism always existed. Country patriotism, wars, religious wars always existed. But based upon the color of your skin, we can we can take credit for that. It's just a I I think back to your earlier point, I think it's a new uh, it's just a new iteration of classification of people who have power and authority and people who don't. And mm -hmm. And I and I and I do believe that while the principles, while the principles that we have in our constitution are are probably the best system that has been created, mm -hmm. uh, and a, a, I think the the wonder the the wonder of that system is that we have to work it out together. Mm. And any time any movement where we don't have to work it out, then we cause problems. That's why I think like I, I, I think it's a you know civil unrest and that type of stuff. It's 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 um, I don't know if I'd call it bad. I think it's important to have because uh, there's a there's a there's a um, you're probably familiar with this. How, do, how is it phrased um, in interpersonal relationships when no one's arguing? There's a problem because mm -hmm. nobody's passionate about or nobody has a voice or the yeah. person who thought they had a voice just gave up. And mm -hmm. so if, if we have, we're designed to have healthy arguments and that's, that I think is the important thing for everybody to keep in mind. Are we allowing those, are we allowing those healthy arguments? Are we, do we have anybody who's disagreeing with us? Cause if we're just surrounded by a bunch of people who don't disagree with us, we are in the wrong, we are on a wrong path very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and nobody wants, no, nobody invites that. I, I think. I don't think we were like, Hey, you know what? Let's have a, let's have an argument around dinner tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, let's, yeah. let's really hash this shit out in front of, you know, in front of all these people publicly, mm -hmm. we don't want to do that. However, I think it's important. We, and our system is designed for that. And that's, that's, I think what we need to keep in mind. This, this idea that we shouldn't be arguing and everybody should somehow agree is nine is nonsense. Right. You see, but here's a, here, here's a problem that this is one of the things that I struggle with. I mean, you talk about this is the ultimate delusion. The people with power, this this oligarchy of power, have come together and convince the people the people without power. Let's say they're they're if along color lines, let's say they're white constituents. They've convinced them that they don't have power because it's been taken. <laughs> by the other people without power and they stand back and watch them fight it out. I mean, that's the, I mean, if there isn't a, a word for insanity, that is the best picture of insanity that I've ever seen. So these white people with no money, 
are fighting against black people or brown people with no money as the people with the money says it's their fault. <laughs> that's, that's the insanity. And, I agree. We're not you. talking about it. I, I agree with you. And, and that's where, so, um, you know, that, that whole, uh, I don't know if I, it, when I was growing up, you know, we used to have this, we used to kind of have these things and people like, you don't, you know, you don't need black people like, yeah, I got a black friend. And, and it's like, well, in my school, I just happened to go to a, a school that was, um, we didn't have, we didn't have a lot of black folks there. It just, it, I didn't think anything of it. Like I, how would I know the difference? You know, I'm just living my own life. Just like I'm sure somebody else is just living their own life. And that's just the way it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And then as I got older and I, and I got outside of my, you know, my scope or whatever, right. The way I kind of grew up, you know, I went to college and, and then I, you know, I met new people and just got involved with people. It really didn't to me, the, um, I've been exposed to people in different cultures. You talked about, you know, traveling the world, start traveling the world and you'll find people of all sorts of cultures. And then all the stuff that you think is crazy in the United States or that you like is so terrible. It's like, well, <laughs> it's not, it's not that bad. Go, go across the pond and, you know, and, and live in some, you know, some culture that's just, you don't even know if you could buy property and it'll still be there tomorrow. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's a problem. And yeah, and and you're right that they that we have been programmed in some ways, I think, to fight among each other. While somebody's saying, hey, you look, look at that. Oh, did, did you did you see that punch you through? Did you see that? Did you do you see what he's looking at you? And it's like the bully's actually over here. I've never yeah. I've, I've never had any issues. Not one, not one issue along some sort of color line or or other strange, you know, uh, strange thought process of division that that has led to any any disruption of my life in any way i i don't understand i don't i don't quite understand it and mm -hmm. i and and maybe that's and i don't want to say that i i feel like i'm supposed to not say that because then i feel like somebody's gonna say yeah you're short-sighted and that's well that's your just your white privilege it's like I don't, <laughs> I don't think, so. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're welcome at my table. <laughs> You're back. Okay. Um, working through this, uh, this, this program, um, we're looking at uh, we're looking at neural encoding and how, how how people absorb and understand messages and how those messaging shapes and 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 directs their life, and there is, and I, I can't go too deep into this because one there we just don't have time. But but the the reality is that as uh, the consistency of uh, a, someone who experiences fear, concern, worry, trauma. So you take Rwanda, you take many of the countries, Liberia, many of the people that have been in civil war, Somalia for, 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 for dozens of years, the trauma just doesn't exist in their limited experience of two or three, four, five, ten 10 years of war. It stays in your blood. Um, because the, the body is meant to process trauma in a way where it prepares you to either flee 
or fight. And so it drops all types of norepinephrine and, and all types of dopamine and all types of adrenaline into your blood. But when that sustains for a long period of time, it has a dramatic, traumatic effect that over time begins to affect your blood. And that's why there's so many, uh, there, there's so many different diseases that emerges from suppressed and overwhelmed trauma. Well, that stuff passes through the blood from generation to generation over time. So systematically, um, people want an easy solution. Um, well, people hate each other. Just tell them to stop. People doing crime, just say stop. People, and, and they don't understand that I wish there was a bumper sticker. So many people that just want a bumper sticker solution for every problem in life. And I can appreciate that. But with the complexities of, of what we're dealing with from uh, the human experience, it's so vast, it's so wide, it's so uh, complex that I understand wanting a simple solution. But what do you do when that's not available and um, where we stick our heads in the sand and ignore the complexities of the world that exists. And so that's, that's where I'm, that's where um, humility comes in. And I think that where, where I see most of people, when, when I see this, this argument, um, I, I see a couple things happen. So we had the death of, uh, of George Floyd, who was uh, murdered on the streets of Minneapolis right here. And then uh, a few nights ago, uh, Dante Wright, uh, who was uh, killed while trying to uh, flee a police officer, um, and it's like I, I, I was I was talking with a friend. I was like, "Well, the reason this conversation gets so heated is because some people, a part of the culture, is looking for a reason why that's an anomaly. When systematically, I still have trauma related to police." Uh, I've never committed a crime, never been to jail. And yet, because of my experience growing up with police officers in my neighborhood and the threats that I got from police in my high school, um, I, my brother, who's a Chicago police officer, I walked it where he, they do breakfast uh, over in South side of Chicago every single Sunday for the community there. I walked in and I literally felt of my body froze because of the experiences I've had. Uh, the people I've been pulled over by the cars, times that my cars has been searched, um, wrong time, wrong place, wrong neighborhood. Um, and so I have those things going on in me, not because I want to have those things. And so to have a dialogue about those things means being able to come to, to come to grips that yeah, it's not so simple. And, and, and every time that there's a problem, uh, anybody, and I hate to say this, but anybody that's a person of color somehow earns the right to have a microphone and spout out foolishness from every corner of the globe. And it's like, no, we can't have civil talks if everybody has permission just to. Uh, and, and, and so it's, it's so difficult in this tension point And you get people who are really angry and nobody has the ability to express what's wrong. I think we have a number of. Uh on both sides let's say if, if we if we turn this aside argument because it kind of feels like it's a black and white argument thing going on uh which is not to downplay the 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 seriousness of people's experiences but i feel like we're we have uh racial ambulance chasers now it's like the mm -hmm. oh my god was your were, were you were you in an accident <laughs> it's time get your due 
<laughs> right? And now it's like, hey, whoa, wait a second. There was this time when I was mistreated. Who's gonna who who's yeah. gonna tell me that they're sorry? And tell me you're sorry with the things that I'd like. I'd like a new house and I'd like new stuff and I'd like this and all sorts. So it's like, wait a second, hold on it. Just relax for a second. And I think I and 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 I, that happens that happens on both both sides it's like who's gonna get me my due who's how do i hold on to my stuff and how do you how do i take your stuff it's like come on i i feel like one of the best opportunities we have remember how we in school we used to we used to go to field trips Mm -hmm. you know and it's like you you get outside of this this little microcosm of your own culture and all your own people and you go to see us like i went to chicago and we saw a building that ran on i don't know they tried to cool it with ice at one point in time which seems like an asinine idea and sure enough didn't work you know (laughs) and all these other things but we but we saw stuff and it was there to educate us into experiences Mm -hmm. we will never ever have and i'm wondering when we're gonna when we're gonna get a cultural uh cultural field trips mandatory in this in this United States of ours, because we have so many different cultures that we have zero understanding of. And if we, and, and it is so foreign to us. And yet if you were just to hang out for a short period of time, you'd be like, Oh, these are just people <laughs> like it. It don't matter. All these things well, that we I, think divide us have nothing at all to do with anything. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think we're going to have challenges with that as long as there are people profiting. Right. Off of the and I think that's <laughs> exactly. where it, it all is. It's all going to go stem back to the same, you know, Bacon's Rebellion, 1691. Somebody profited by putting putting citizens against citizens. And yeah. that's and, and so as long as people can profit from putting citizen against citizen, we're going to have this problem. And until we wake up and resist the urge to be outraged by everything that takes place, I am. I, there's no way you can convince me. And I know there are people that have arguments about, well, George Floyd was on drugs and this, that, and the other. I saw the video. The resistance was non-existent from camera to camera all throughout. The, what he did to that man was unnecessary. They could have put him in a police car. They'd done anything with him. He was just sitting there. He was sitting there docile. That That's unnecessary. And yet... There's these arguments to say, well, you know, um, you know, well, because going to going to your point, because that happened, that gives me the right to demonstrate my anger in ways that destroys the community. No, what happened was wrong. And I think that should be that much should be acknowledged. And I, you know, being connected to police officers everywhere, they, you know, people came in hours. He says, no, that's yeah, we see what happened and we can see with our own eyes that was wrong. There's no justification for what happened in that scenario and that man. And the only thing that it hopefully opened up the conversation about. Is. Every time that I've been put over by police and my car has been searched and I've been treated what I feel unfairly by police and I've told a white friend, they ask me, are you sure? And that is offensive to me. Hmm. And at least in that moment, people stop asking that question. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. There you have it. (laughs) It's a complicated, it's a complicated issue. And I I, I think you hit the nail on the head. That this I the uh, as long as there are people profiting from unrest, 
and certain conversations, the conversations will continue and they'll get worse. And that's the, and it's, it's almost by design. Mm -hmm. It's the way we are wired as people Mm -hmm. that we, that we eventually, unfortunately, it's our, it's our, uh, it's our bent that we have the ability to overcome. We have the ability to deal with it and we're supposed to, I think, but but as long as but as long as we uh, whether it's the how do I stay, how do I keep my job? How do I stay in power? How do I keep my money? How do I profit off of you? It's it is that kind of thing that just it draws this stuff to, to the forefront. And and I'm 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 hopeful and I'm happy for the conversations. That's the thing. Like, I'm happy that the conversations can be had because there are countries in the world where these conversations cannot be had. You mm-hmm. you will be done and disappear. Ta da. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. You'll you'll disappear yep. en masse. Yeah, I mean, that's like, so don't, right now. Yeah, so so this whole like to your points, like be, before we before we prove each other right by going to extremes to deal with this stuff, it's like what take a dose of thankfulness for just for a moment and say, wow, we could actually have this dialogue. We could actually change laws to to make things uh to 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 hash out these these conversations and come to resolutions that to me is amazing and i and i feel like that in all of these things whoever whoever's in charge of those conversations and having them and and the people i think of the united states need to always return to that point like let's make sure we let's make sure we have a dialogue and an open dialogue and are able to resolve these conversations when Mm -hmm. when anybody gets sanctioned off the stage i feel like it's like oh that's a slippery slope this this happens in other countries and and um we don't want to be we don't want to be those that's why we that's why we have the united states and we've been able to continue this long but don't don't all don't be so uh, don't be so short sighted and believe that we can't fall. You know, at one time Rome was the world basically, and Rome's yeah. no more. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely, awesome. Well, brother, so, it's a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, and I, I I'm sure we can go longer and longer if we didn't have meetings after this. So. <laughs> I know, right? Well, thank you so much for being on Coffee with Humans. I I appreciate your insights. I appreciate your reflection, and um and having this type of conversation. I think it's I think it's great. Um, so thank thanks for your time, man. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. Well, to our viewers and listeners, this is Coffee with Humans. It is a candid conversation between strangers who become friends. Catch us live on YouTube and other places a couple times a week. We'll chat with you later. One of the things I love about Coffee with Humans are the raw conversations I get to have meeting new people just like you. If you or someone you know should be on Coffee with Humans, go to coffeewithhumans.com. Remember, the only rule is no sales calls. This has been Coffee with Humans. Subscribe to get updates or click to have coffee with me. Coffeewithhumans.com.